Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Are you ready to manifest incredible love? Not just love, but healthy, meaningful, aligned love. Hi, I'm Aaliyah Lovely, the host of Chart Topping Podcast, Spiritual Shit. And I'm Shireen Askandani, coach and founder of Wholehearted Coaching. We've both manifested amazing partnerships and want to show you how to do that in your own life by unlocking your energy and mindset. So we've created Manifest Them, the online course to call in your soulmate. With over six hours of content, worksheets, bonus meditations, and breathwork exercises, this course will show you exactly how to shift your beliefs and frequency to manifest your equal and capable partner. This course will not only teach you how to call in your soulmate, but also how to nurture a loving, healthy relationship. If you're interested in finding love or finding out more about how to manifest, head over to manifestthem.com. Open the door, love, and step into the partnership you've always desired. Hey, what's up, everyone? I hope you had an amazing week this week, per usual, Um, particularly because uh, I got a a lot of interaction and response from a lot of you last week, from last week's episode. Um, And uh, first of all, let me say thank you. I'm so appreciative for uh, those of you reaching out, letting me know how you felt. And for the most part, most of it was super positive. And a lot of you were explaining that this is something I was feeling, um, no matter what choice you've decided, uh, it seems like the collective is, is having the same sentiment and maybe we are more similar than we are different, but it was, it was incredible to, to, to just read your messages and see how much it touched you and, and something to know that like something that I was super scared to put forth because I do not like controversy. Um, I don't like the energy that comes with some of these topics and it was, it was mostly love. I did get a few messages in there that were like, um, you know, and I was expecting that. And, uh, some people didn't understand the message of the podcast and decided that they would give me a litany of (laughs) information of, uh, why they feel personally attacked because, uh, I decided to get vaccinated. And I was like, that was simply my choice. So, um, yeah, that, you know, that's how it works, I guess. But Anyway, for the most part, mostly positive, and I, I really, really appreciate all of you uh, very much. Even those who were not as positive, I can always use another slice of perspective to uh, add to my uh, bank. So, um, also this week, which uh, was kind of funny, um, I had someone impersonate my account again. Um, this is probably the fourth time that it's happened. And I've applied for verification on my Instagram, but I never uh, get it. So if anybody knows how to do that or knows someone who can help me do that, 
um, you know, shoot me an email or something for my website. But anyway, the reason it being is because that person is soliciting people for readings and, um, and coming and saying, Oh, darling, I, you, there's something about your account that drew me to you. And I feel I have a message for you, blah, bullshit. Okay. And, uh, some of you guys, unfortunately g- gave this person money. Um, so if that was you, I'm really sorry. Uh, I have no control over that, but I feel really bad because I'm like, that's not something I would do. And, um, yeah. So if you can, if you, if that happened to you, uh, shoot me an email with the screenshots of, uh, the persons where they told you to send the money. That way I can, uh, report that. Um, you know, apparently a bunch of my friends were like, Aliyah, you must've made it because people are impersonating you. Uh, then you have officially made it. I don't know if that's true. Um, that's, it seems like a weird thing to be like excited about, but, um, n- nevertheless, uh, the person was grabbing pictures of my family and, um, my kid. And that seemed really creepy to me, uh, to use those pictures. And yeah, I don't know, it got me rethinking about the, what I want people to see online. And so, um, my photos of my dear sweet daughter have disappeared from social media and, Uh, I made one of my accounts uh, private um, for just friends and family. So if I don't know you personally and I don't accept your request to that account, um, that's just, that's why I'm just going to have a private account where I can share stuff like that, where there aren't creepy people stealing pictures and using them for God knows what. Um, Yeah, like the world is weird. The world is weird. So lots of shifts happening. Um, I hope that you guys are, have made it through Lionsgate portal that may mean nothing to you if it means something to you. Obviously, I mean, if you if you don't know what it means, I would look it up because unfortunately I don't want this intro to be super long, but there was a, a massive amount of energy uh, coming in for this past month and that I believe helps us shift and transform with lots of downloads and activations and all that good stuff. And I think that's actually where last week's podcast came from. Um, so many people were like, I had the same feeling. I had the same sentiment. And I was like, man, it's that Lionsgate portal stuff. So (laughs) interesting. This week I've been asking, uh, spirit to give me more, uh, responsibility with my spirituality, um, to allow me to see more things, uh, engage with more things. Uh, I feel ready for, um, some of the quote unquote scarier things and, uh, we'll be participating and opening myself up to that and hope to have some content around that and what that looks like to be able to open yourself up uh, to deeper vulnerabilities in your relationship with spirit and uh, to dis- dismantle that fear. So if you are um, a Patreon member, you know that we have a workshop coming up uh, about how to read the cards, how to channel through the cards, and I'll be giving some live readings during that workshop. And, uh, if you're not, you can join the $10 membership at patreon.com slash the to be a part of that, uh, monthly, uh, workshops. They're t- quote unquote free because the content that you're already getting, there's a lot of behind the scenes and stuff like that. But if you, that is not your jam and you still want to part, you still want those workshops, um, they are over at spiritualshitschool.com and you can buy those there. Um, they are not $10. They're, um, much more than $10. So if workshops are your jam or you'd like to learn personally from me and, um, us get to talk personally about your questions and stuff like that, then, uh, become a Patreon member and I would love to see you in my community. So, okay. Enough of the sales stuff. I hate that shit. Uh, it's a part of, I got to do it, but it's, I don't like it. 
so let's get into today's episode. I am really excited to share with you uh, Christy Christensen. She's she's so dope. Her energy is amazing, and and what we talk about in this episode, we we got into something that was super vulnerable and I would say powerful. Um, definitely for those who are uh, menstruating women, um, or those who identify who are also menstruating. I don't know the proper way to say that. Anyway, it was it was really, really powerful when we talk about the energy centers. So uh, definitely check this episode out. If you have the ability to do so, go over to Patreon and, and check out the rest of that episode. She is a powerhouse. So let's get into it. Christy Christensen is an author, teacher, and a global wellness leader on a mission to shake up the planet. A former elite-level gymnast and platform diver, Christy trained with the U.S. Olympic diving team as a young adult. After a massive injury ended her dreams of Olympic gold, she shifted her focus on helping others to improve their level of fitness through personal training, Pilates, core fusion, and yoga. After earning her degree in kinesiology, Christy studied extensively for over 10 years with world-renowned teachers. Known for her dynamic blend of yoga, dance, inspiration, and live music, Christy's bright energy permeates her teaching, creating a dynamic and unique practice that imbues her students with potent vitality. Christy travels the world teaching workshops, retreats, and teacher trainings and sits on the faculty as a master instructor for numerous festivals and conferences in more than 20 countries around the globe. She's a creator of Soul Fire, her unique style of yoga, and the co-creator of Deep Exhale and Kirana Yoga School. With more than two decades of experience in helping students transform their lives, she has become a leading global voice for women's awakening and liberation. She has graced the cover of Yoga Journal, Om Yoga, LA Yoga, and Asia Wellness, and she has been featured in publications such as the Los Angeles Times, Harper's Bazaar, Marie Claire, Mantra Magazine, and Publishers Weekly. Tomorrow, she releases her first book, Chakra Rituals, Awakening the Wild Woman Within. So please welcome Christy to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely. And today we have the wonderful and brilliant Christy Christensen, who is the author of Chakra Rituals coming out tomorrow. We're very, very excited about it. Say, say hi to everybody. Oh my gosh. I'm so honored and so excited to be here today and to just see where spirit takes us and to um, share this wonderful um, work of the energy system and wherever else in the wild woman, wherever else it takes us. So thank yes. you so much. It's an honor and a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. Um, when I was doing some of our interview research and I was looking you up, I was like, this woman has this insane energy who better to be talking about the chakra system with for sure. Um, I just, there was something I was really drawn to because I get a lot of inquiries for in interviews and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I really try to lean with my heart and see who pops out to me. And you just have this fiery glow that I was like, I need to talk to this woman. Um, so you. we're really excited because like the chakra rituals book as upon flipping through it and getting to read a little bit of it. Um, I got to see that this was, and I love that you've said this on a few of your interviews already, but it is not a book that you read, but it is a book that you experience. And I thought that yes. was really important because given, um, you know, our ability to be able to connect when, um, within our energy and within, you know, things that resonate with us, it was like, yeah, like, I don't want to just flip through this book. Like this is something I can do and practice in my daily life. And so, um, before we really get into the book itself and some of the tips and things that you have, um, you know, what is your story? Because in some of my research, I found that you had a pretty like impressive and torrid kind of past, you know, I've heard about breaking your back three times and so on. Um, if you can give our audience a, a very clear snippet about who you are, where you've came from and what brought you to this path. 
Okay, well, that's a big question. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try to, you know, do it without, without going too crazy. Um, so literally my path began from, I'm going to say from when I was in the womb. <laughs> my mom was a dancer. Well, just because it, it plays into how the rest of my life has unfolded so much. My, my mom was a dancer. We lived in an apartment on top of her, of her dancing school. It's called Miss mm -hmm. Mary Lou's New School of Dance in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> And she literally said she did a high kick and I, you know, popped out. And from that moment on, like I was movement, I know movement was, was part of my integrated existence from the time I was in the womb. So was music. So when I think of music, I think of the vibration and the pulsation, right? Mm. That aliveness. So that, that very much had been a part of my life from, from day one, dancing turned into gymnastics, gymnastics turned into to diving. And what ended the gymnastics career was the time I, I first broke my back when I was 14. Mm, my parents 14. were like, I was 14. Wow. Um, and, and I was, I was that person from age 10 that was training eight to six to eight hours a day, every day in the summer, even more like it really was on this, like the only dream, the only goal was I am going to be at the Olympic games and I'm going to have a gold medal around my neck. Like mm -hmm. that was my, what my whole existence was about. So when uh, my parents were like, nope, you're done. Like you're in a back brace. You can't move. You're, you're sleeping, sitting up. Like we're not doing this anymore. Like, and you know, at, at 14, you're like, no, 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 this is my whole life. I couldn't right. imagine see anything outside of it. Um, as I healed from that, I got encouraged by my old coaches to try diving. And then that reawoke. And my parents were like, oh, diving's going to not be as difficult on your body. Not thinking I was going to be a platform specialist, which means I was flinging my body off of a 33 foot platform, Ooh. hitting the wilds at 30 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So probably not the best choice in terms of longevity mm -hmm. of my spinal health. Yeah. So, um, I moved away from home, uh, a year and a half later to train at an Olympic training center. I dove in college. I was training for the 2004 Olympics. Um, and in that time I compression fractured my spine a second time, but, but continued on. And then I had the final injury that I was told at 24 that I'd be walking with a cane by the time I was 30. Mm. And that was like the nail in the coffin. Like this dream is over. Yeah. Like you do have a lot, you are only 24. Hopefully you're going to live for another 108 years. Mm -hmm. So there has to be a pivot. And I, for the first time went into a place of deep, deep despair. I also was struggling with crazy anxiety because I had no idea who I was. Hmm. I had no idea what I wanted outside of this one very particular uh, goal. And I felt like a complete failure because I didn't get there. Yeah. So I had like unworthiness, depression, anxiety. What am I gonna do? How am I gonna support myself? I don't have any other skills, like all of it, my identity. So through the process, and again, it was not an overnight aha, uh -huh, yeah. but through this, 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 this process of, of healing first the physical body and doing what I needed to do, I was taken to my first yoga class. And at that time, all I knew of yoga was that it was exercise. I didn't know, I didn't know of spirituality, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was a very different time. This is back in 2003. Yeah. So it wasn't like yoga was popular or yoga mm -hmm. was cool. The only cool factor that was starting to happen was Madonna was doing yoga. <laughs> I like to say, she, I think she was on the cover of the times and some like crazy pose, like shredded, but you were like, Oh, I want to look like that. It wasn't mm -hmm. about, you know, these other, so I still thought it was exercise and, you know, through starting to practice yoga, 
a curiosity woke up woke up inside of me that I had never, or an inquiry, I guess you could say that I had never considered before. I, the movements were fine. I, there were a lot at first I couldn't do because of my injury, but it was the breath by breath awareness that mm. really just was mind boggling to me because I realized then when I was like literally inhale, reach your arms up, exhale, fold forward, inhale, lift your chest for a whole 90 minutes. Cause back then yoga classes were 90 minutes yeah. uh, versus now where they're like 30 and 45 yeah. and everything else in between um, of actually how much anxiety I had on a daily basis. Mm. But by, by paying attention in those moments, cause when I was paying attention to my breath, breath by breath, I didn't have the anxiety. And I also thought about, oh my God, if I had this practice while I was training, actually, especially while I was competing, mm. because that's where my anxiety was the highest. It was in competition. Yeah. Like how much more successful would I been, would have been? How would I have been able to, you know, handle everything that was going on inside of me and still perform in those moments? So it was more that side of it that pulled me in first beyond the asana, because I had done every kind of movement possible and, right. you know, contorted myself into every shape and had done double backflips on the floor that, mm -hmm. yeah, it was cool doing the poses, but it wasn't this, it didn't feed me the same way. Mm -hmm. So over time, I just continued to what, what I, what I recognized is as my physical body started to heal, my relationship with my body began mm. to heal. And that was that was, that might've been like the first most transformational part of like this, this journey of, of awakening into who I am now, because like many women, I abuse the living shit, excuse my language out of my no, body. No, you can say that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know. I, that's why I thought it was okay. <laughs> As it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, I think I'm okay. It's the right place. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, from age, from, from those early years of training from age 10, I had disordered eating of some sorts. Mm -hmm. Um, I developed crazy eating disorders, like beyond just disordered eating. And in many ways I probably should not like when I, I, I lied about it for, for decades, literally. Um, and then when I finally was old enough that I wasn't carrying this, like the, I had so much shame around it, yeah. like that I was doing this to myself. And, and then of course, as my body broke, I blamed myself because of yeah. what I was doing to myself simultaneously. And, um, but when I finally was like brave enough to like actually talk to a doctor or a therapist of what I, not the, like the watered down version of what I right. was doing, but the real, um, version, everyone said to me, you were so lucky to be alive. Like yeah. that's how sick I was. And so finding yoga, finding my body in a whole nother way that wasn't geared towards this goal of perfection and performance or getting in the water with no splash and parading around in a, in a bathing suit or a leotard, but to just be home in my body and to breathe with my body and to feel the pulse of life and the pulse of then there's where spirit came in of like, mm. oh shit, spirit lives in this body. Mm. And if I could buy into that truth, that spirit lives in that I've like chills all over my body right Same. now, that if, if spirit lives in this body, then like, how am I not of the divine? How, how, how could I not come into loving acceptance and appreciation for what this body has done for me and how it has not given up on me, hmm. no matter how many years slash decade was it that I abused it. And that was, that just, that just, just like 
ripple affected so much healing and so much awareness around, of course, I knew what I did to myself was not positive, but I still in my warped mind was like, oh, that's what I had to do for this, this or that, or the body was just a vessel. It Mm. wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a temple. It was not of the divine. It was not respected. And actually how that disrespect of myself also played out in other areas of my life, like how I showed up in relationships, how I showed up um, in, in, in so many ways. And, um, and one of the things I'm so passionate about with the, 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 and why I think I was so drawn to the chakra system. And one of the reasons is in some spiritual communities, the body is actually kind of discarded. Right. Or it's like, oh, it's just a meat sack and you're supposed to evolve beyond it and transcend it and it keeps you in limitation. And, and my journey is actually the exact opposite. Mm. It's about coming fully home to my body, recognizing that all of me is of the divine, that spirit chose to descend into this particular vessel, the spirit that is in me, you know, into this particular vessel to animate it into life. Mm-hmm. Like what could be more amazing than that and what could be more spiritual than that um so girl for me, the body's the gateway into everything yeah it's the, it's the gateway into everything and then there from that place I was actually able to address the emotional mm-hmm. and I was able to address the anxiety and I was able to address the mental and I think because the vessel the container of my body was strong enough to be able to hold all that and to deal with it Right. Like the body was the foundation so that the foundation was now, oh, the foundation wasn't quaking of my body being like, is she going to kill us? Mm -hmm. Right. That that was like, okay, no, no, she's good. Like something shifted. You know, she's eating well. She's healthy. She's taking care of us. She's, you know, giving us our loving affirmations. Okay, good. Now we can work on the other shit. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, I feel so as you're saying it so deeply, this is something people so badly need to hear. Um, it's messages that I've been getting recently ab- around my body specifically. Um, I had made this thing. I had a, a birthday last month and I was like, you know what? Finally, this is the year that I'm going to get the body that I want. And finally, I'm going to lose this weight or I'm going to do this thing or I'm going to do that or whatever. I just had a baby, mind you. So like, oh, there's that. Congratulations. Thank you. But I took on the, the keto diet and mm-hmm. um, I don't, I don't digest meat very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've, I've been vegan prior to getting pregnant. So like, oh, wow. This, okay. That's big change. <laughs> huge. Like, I mean, she wanted the meat. So once she was out, I was yeah, like, all right, yeah. well, it's time to readjust, but the keto diet, I had to, I had to, uh, eat a lot of things that are not really great with anyway, all that to say, um, a couple of weeks in, I was getting so lightheaded. I was feeling like I was going to pass out and walking down the stairs. And I thought I don't feel good. Like, I don't feel good in my body. This doesn't feel good. This doesn't resonate with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to do this to, to look a certain way or do this or whatever. I have a wedding coming up next year. Like there was just all this stuff around, like what I'm trying to do for my body. And finally I can manifest the body I want. And I heard spirits say so loudly in that lightheaded moment, maybe you love the body you have. Wow. And it, it, it just kind of kicked me in the nads. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? maybe you love the body that you have. And I, and I know that I've said this before on my podcast and I've said this, you know, before in, in channelings and things like that, that like, in order, like you said, the vessel, like we kind of interpret our vessel and, you know, the holder of spirit, but there there's this reason that our spirit came down into this vessel. And there's nothing more spiritual about us acknowledging our humanity 
and, you know, really being in the body, learning how to be in the body. So, um, it's so beautiful what you've communicated. And I feel that a lot of people, a lot of, especially those who identify as women have gone through that journey of the world, mm-hmm. kind of telling us what we should do with our body, how it, our body should look. I mean, men struggle with this too, as well. Of course. For sure. Of course, of course. I just know that it, it seems to have more layers for, for women, for but women, yeah. either way, um, us being able to find grace and space and loving and kindness for our body being a very spiritual practice. So for you, like when we talk about chakras, people like this is an ancient Indian, I I believe originates from India, um, practice and acknowledgement of the energy centers in our body. Um, we have more than seven, they extend outside of the body as well, but if you can give everybody a breakdown and I think at this, people really need to hear like the step-by-step, yeah. this is the root and this is what the root does. If great, you can great. just really lay it out for us, what they cool. are, what they do, what their importance are, is for our ourselves. And it actually maybe define also what chakra is. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. Great, lots perfect. of questions. I'd, I'd, I'd love to. So we'll begin with what the heck is a chakra? Right. Um, the, the easiest way to imagine a chakra is, is a, spin, a spinning disc or a wheel of dynamic power, color, energy. It is energy. Chakras are en- spinning vortexes of energy, and each of them was a different color. So that's why it just, for me, I, I can just imagine this colorful, beautiful wheel in motion, right? It's, it's just spinning in perfect harmony, perfect balance, perfect motion. And there's traditionally, so yes, there's actually thousands of chakras. There's because basically a chakra is just, it's a vortex of energy. So there's different energetic points. Right. But based on this system um, that does come from, from India, there's seven main ones in the body that affect not just, they affect our physical body, they affect our energetic body, our emotional body, our mental body, and our spiritual body. So for me, the chakra system as a whole is a map for transformation, for healing, for awakening, and for empowerment, because it addresses all the levels of the self, right? Mm-hmm. It brings us back into wholeness, mind, body, heart, spirit, soul. Right. Um, so they're, traditionally, they are, they're stacked vertically along the spine. We start at the root of the pelvis. So basically like what you're sitting on, it's called your muladhara, your root chakra. And there's so many different things that this, this chakra relates to, but in, through my book, I really choose this, this lens of the wild, awakening, the wild woman, which we mm. could just say, we could use it as awakening the wild person. It doesn't have to be woman. Mm-hmm. So I really focus on what everything we've talked about so far. Chakra one for me is the physical body. It is coming home to this body, being in presence in this body, healing your relationship with your physical form, honoring the skin that you are in and, 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 and starting to see your body as, 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 as one of the highest spiritual acts there mm. can be. So that's what I choose to talk about. Other things that we're dealing with um, that I mentioned are, it's about grounding, right? Being connected. So being connected to your body, but being mm. connected to the earth you stand upon, being connected to nature, right? So that you can presence everything that is here, feeling your feet on the ground, right? Feeling stable, secure, steady. This is where we begin. It's associated with the element of earth. So it's dense, it's solid, it's what we can hold on to. And then we move up to our low belly, to our womb space. And yes, gentlemen, you have a womb space too. And this is called the Swahistana chakra, the second chakra. It's associated with the element of water. So first we set this solid container with the earth chakra. And now we're, we move into rhythm and relationship with the flow of life, the flow of existence. This is 
our emotional body, mm-hmm. right? This is us being able to be in contact with what we feel, right? And being able to expand our bandwidth for how much joy we can hold, how much pleasure we can hold, to be in contact with all that we desire, right? And then also that comes with it is that we're not shaming the other emotions of sadness or grief or fear or anger, right? We right. actually leave space for everything so we can have a full spectrum color experience of what it is to be um, be alive. It's also the energy of creation and sensuality mm-hmm. and sexuality. This is where we actually birth something into being, right? Whether it's a book or you just <laughs> birthing a child. <laughs> Um, and then we move up to the solar plexus, which is the space, you know, between your navel and your sternum pretty much. And this is associated with the element of fire. So earth and water follow the path of least resistance, right? But when we get into fire, it's, right, we actually have to do something. We have to take action to ignite a flame. So passivity gets thrown out the window yeah. and we have, to, we have to show up for our lives. This is our confidence. This is our courage. This is our ability to say, yes and going after whatever that big wild bold dream might be it's also our self-esteem our self-worth our self-respect is huge here and and our empowerment our our ability to stand in our own power without putting somebody else down to feel powerful right um and then we move up and it's called i sorry i didn't tell you it's called the the manipura which i love because one of the translations is the place of jewels or the place of gems inside of you so it's mm. in here, if we, if we think, I think about how a, a diamond is formed, right? Through that intense heat and pressure and through mm-hmm. that intense heat and pressure, the most what glorious, you know, piece of uh, jewelry or not jewelry, yeah. gem is for, is, is there. That's the same thing. We have to be willing to go in the fire. We have to be willing to, to persevere, to sharpen our will so that we don't stop at the sign of smoke, but we actually allow that diamond to come out and shine forward mm, it. it is there it is there mm-hmm. shine bright like a diamond is like one of my <laughs> third chakra sayings. <laughs> and then we continue up to the heart which is the heart chakras is in the center of the chest and it's related to the element of air mm-hmm. so the most easy way to connect start connecting with the heart chakras take in more breath big breaths feel that expansion and the spaciousness of the heart to let love in, mm. right? So many of us, we, we close down, we round our shoulders in this way of protection, but then it's like we create almost like a boomerang effect. Love comes in and we bounce it right back. Yes. And we, we can't really receive, right? And for me, the breath, um, because again, that's what kind of set my whole yoga journey off is like when I can come into relationship with the breath and as I inhale, I'm receiving breath. I'm receiving life. I'm receiving love. Mm. And then when I exhale, I'm giving breath. I'm giving life. I'm giving love. So that's a really beautiful place that if you're not in balance with giving and receiving, which the heart is all about coming into balance with giving and receiving with the spirit merging into matter all right here, the divine marriage inside of you, just come back to the breath for a few breaths a day with that intentionality. And you will start to shift your relationship with your heart and your heart chakra Hmm. and this is it's the chakra of love in all its forms (laughs) it's compassion it's empathy it's forgiveness Mm -hmm. yeah beautiful relationship relationship and then we move up to the throat and this is our communication center this This is is my favorite one (laughs) oh yeah exactly right like speaking your truth right this is where we actually really do bring the inside out 
mm-hmm. and in our own unique way. And, and one of my teachers used to always talk about um, that we get shut down here through jealous, jealousy and comparison mm. because we're not honoring our own unique vibration. Yes. Right? We're not honoring the gifts that we have. So then we actually shut down and we collapse and we can't speak up. Um, we can't, we can't stand up for what we believe in and we can't maybe write our, write our book or sing our song or speak our podcast or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So this is, it's, it's the uniqueness of you and that we all have a unique gift. And the, the fifth chakra is like cheering you on to bring it out, you know, into the world. What element is associated with that one? Oh, thank you. Space. Space. you think about space, space is is related to sound. Mm -hmm. Like sound of creation, right? That God spoke and the entire universe Hmm. was created. And the the power of that is really owning the power of your own voice, Mm -hmm. the power of your words, that they can heal, they can harm, right? And and, and we take... we, we take pride in our own truth and speaking our truth and coming into that, that vibration that we are creating yeah. around us through what the words we speak that every, uh, yeah, every word becomes a prayer, right. That we're spinning magic into the world, whether it's good, black or black or bad magic, <laughs> I mean, black <laughs> or white magic. <laughs> um, and then we move up to the third eye center. And this is, this is now we move out of really the five basic mm-hmm. elements but we could say this is deep space if you wanted mm-hmm. to use your imagination or, or light because light is, you know, moves right. faster than, than sound. Um, this is the, the doorway into our own inner knowing, our own inner authority, our intuition, our ability to dream and imagine and visualize. And I, I, I'd like to think of this as this is when we remember that we are magic. Yeah. Because it's through the pictures that we, you know, that we first see that we have, or those things that come in, it's like, oh, do I want to bring that into manifest form or not? Mm-hmm. Right. So through this awakening of our own insight, our own inner vision, we then can take that and bring it into life, into being. Mm. And it's also like our deep intelligence and, you know, um, really our own higher knowing in so many right. ways. And then we move to the, the crown of the head. And this is the gateway to the divine and whatever the divine is to you, whether that is God or Mary or Jesus or Buddha or Durga or the sun or the moon or the stars, it it doesn't matter. It's whatever higher power, whatever higher consciousness that you are connecting into and the remembrance that we are not alone Hmm. and that the energy or, or, or you can think of it if, if the notion of God or goddesses doesn't work, think of it as cosmic consciousness, mm-hmm. right? The energy that's running the universe, right? Mm-hmm. That's making the years pass, the seasons change, the sun and the moon rise and fall. That's the same energy that's running us. So we here we welcome in gratitude. It's like the divine grace mm-hmm. that we are blessed with. Um, and it's, it brings us back to the power of prayer. And the power of remembrance that we are, even though we might look different and be from different places and have different realities, but we actually are all connected and we are all one. Mm. So that's, that's, first of all, you just dropped us some knowledge real quick. (laughs) And guys who are are watching this on YouTube, you can see it, but those who are listening to the podcast, like you just speak with such conviction Mm. and I love 
the passion in which you speak about these things, um, you can tell like you're, you're an expert in your field, if you will. Um, what's beautiful is I think, uh, for a lot of people we hear about chakras, chakras, um, Mm -hmm. and we're like, you know, especially in a Western culture, you know, what the heck is that? Um, we'll, we'll hear about it in yoga class here or there, whatever. And we're not really sure of, you know, essentially what you brought to the table as far as like how much we can utilize and integrate these in our experiences and in our everyday life. Um, I said that the third chakra is my favorite one. Cause you know, I'm a podcaster, so that's kind of obvious, but, um, even to the, it's funny. Um, we were painting, we were doing some renovation to this room and I was setting up my studio and I kept trying to find a color to paint it. And I wasn't, my intention was to paint it purple. And every mm. time we bought paint, it ended up being some kind of blue. And I was getting mad. And I was like, why is it that every day? Like we keep choosing this purple and it ends up when we paint it as blue and spirit was like, because this is the most supportive color for that chakra. It's your podcast. Mm-hmm. Studio. It should be blue. And I was like, oh yeah. Uh-huh. I love that. I love that. (laughs) To vibrate in the frequency that's going to be most supportive. So for people who are in the beginning stages and they're just, you know, learning about their chakras, even those who are pretty advanced, what are ways in which we can utilize that information um, to further open up each one of those energy centers to benefit us in our life? I hear often people talking about, oh, I have a block in my throat chakra. I have a block in this area or whatever. Um, You know, first, what does it mean to have a block in this energy center? And then how do we, what, what do we need to do in order to unblock that? Okay. Well, the first thing I'm going to say is get my book. Yeah. <laughs> because no, no, because what I'm going to go back to what you said at the very beginning about my goal isn't a, to make you a chakra expert or, or make you give you a chakra encyclopedia. It's to have, you have a lived experience of the energy of who you are by going through these different practices. So mm-hmm. the way I designed the book is if you do it in the way it's designed, it's supposed to take you on a seven week journey and each one week is dedicated to each chakra. And so um, I, I promise I'm going to get to your, your, your question. Oh, you fine. Comes into play. <laughs> <laughs> and so you'll read some basic information, you know, to make it relevant. You're like, so you know what to start to pay attention to, because the first way to know if we have a block or not a block or anything going on is we have to, we have to pay attention. We have to wake up to notice, oh, I have a pain in my shoulder or, mm. oh, I notice every time I, after I eat meat, I don't feel good, right? I'm nauseous or I'm tired. Or, so it's, it's, you're starting by paying attention. Mm-hmm. And then I give you practices for every day. And those practices range from creating sacred space in your home. So you have a visual depiction of this energy that we're trying to, you know, cultivate within ourselves. We do mudra practices, which are the yoga of the hands of mm-hmm. Um, which are super powerful and amazing. We have meditation, we have body prayers, which is basically, I created a chakra salutation, you could say for, for each of the different I saw energies. That. I'm, I'm really yeah. excited to try those. Yeah, they're super fun. They're super fun. Um, and then we have breath practices, writing contemplation, and something else that I'm calling embodiment, which kind of fits either a combination of all those things, or it slightly fits outside, outside the box. And the reason I do this is so that when we know of like, hey, I know I'm swallowing my words. I've had this lump in my throat for three weeks now. Every time I see my boss, I want to ask for that raise and I just can't do it. Or I need to have, Mm -hmm. I can go back to the book and be like, what were those fifth chakra practices that we did? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. She had me breathe this way. We did this mudra. And you can start there, Mm -hmm. right? So that you start to build this relationship with your own energy system. Okay. Um, 
so blocks happen in, in two different ways, right? So we go back to the wheel, right? The spinning wheel of vibrant color, light energy. And what happens when we get a flat tire, <laughs> right? The wheel starts yeah. to go, da -da 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 right. <laughs> right? And so that's when, when our, our chakra can be deficient, right? So there's this cog in the wheel that's keeping the chakra from moving in a, in a speed that is bringing us into harmony. So in a sense, the chakra is like collapsing onto itself. And a really easy place you can see this like physically in someone's body is at their solar plexus. When mm -hmm. they're, when someone's just kind of collapsed, you can see it, right? Someone's defeated yeah. or they're, um, they're trying to make themselves small. Like mm -hmm. we actually collapse it. We do it in our heart too. The shoulders roll in, yeah. in, right? So we actually, you know, in our throat, what happens? Our shoulders go up by our ears. We're mm -hmm. clenching our jaw. We're, we're blocking the flow of the energy. Yeah. So that's one way a chakra can be blocked. And that's, again, there's, it's deficient. There's not enough energy moving through. Mm -hmm. the, and then what happens is the chakras above or below it kind of take on the work and then they start to overgrind. Hmm. Right? They're trying to make up for this part of your body that isn't operating, right? Because I want you to think of also the chakras as the organs of the energy body. Yeah. Right. So they're taking up the, they're taking up the slack mm -hmm. for what's happening in this other chakra. And then what can happen there is the chakra becomes excessive. And a, a way that we can visualize that is if like the water, if you have a pipe in your house and the water easily flows up and down, and then what happens, the pipe breaks and now there's just water. <sighs> mm -hmm gushing through the whole house, right? right? So there's, two, we like the water, we like the water when it flows, but when it floods the whole house and the floors collapse in and everything else. We don't like, like it so much like that. <laughs> we don't like it so much. So that's the other way. So um, those are the two ways we get out of, we get out of quote unquote, quote balance. Mm -hmm. So the idea is as we learn some just basics about the chakras, right? And we start practicing, right? That's why we can't just read about it. We have to start to build that relationship with ourselves. Like you, you'll know when, when say our, your, your third chakra, our, our power center is out of balance in the deficient, an example would be when we are making ourselves small, when we literally are trying to hide in the background. Right. That that even though there might be we might have this desire to be big and powerful, we just can't muster up the strength to do so. Or we imposter syndrome, in, imposter syndrome, unworthiness, all of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So on the other flip of that, right, those same things are happening for an excessive person. Right. They feel all those things, but they act out a different way. Right. right. They're like, I will acquire more cars and more houses and I will be the president of more companies and compensation. I don't care. It, exactly. So excessive is a compensation strategy, we could say, mm -hmm. right? Okay. And and we're leading with that. And it's it's a desire for power that comes in a way, not not, not I'm not saying you can, not to be driven. I'm not saying not go after your dreams, but this is the kind of when we're excessive here is when we're when we're not looking back at the wake of destruction that we're causing to find to to, to reach that place of power. Yeah. Does that make sense? Out of like, a place of scarcity. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what your political beliefs are, but I would say our last president definitely had a third chakra, um, overactive <laughs> issue. <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to give you that, like, yeah. you know, um, 
you know, type of thing. And, and, and another example we could see real easily in the second chakra, if we just look at emotions, mm-hmm. right? If, if, we're, if we have the cog in the wheel and there isn't flowing, we might be detached. We might mm-hmm. not actually be able to identify how, like if you said to me, Christy, like, well, how do you really feel? And I, and like sincerely would be like, I don't know, like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You, you come to this place where you're just kind of numb mm-hmm. and nothing's really bad. Nothing's really good. It's just kind of what I say in the book, shades of May. Mm-hmm. Shades then, of May. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> and then the flip side of that would be like uncontrollable, you know, um, we, we want access to full range of motion, but we also want to have, like, we don't want the emotions to take us over and us to be you know, hysterical and out of control, right? right? So those would be an example that you could see that. And, you know, you'll notice as you dive into this work, there'll be moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I flip back and forth depending on who I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. whether it's in my personal life or my professional life, right? Maybe at, maybe at work, you are the, the shades of meh. And then in your personal life, you're... <laughs> so it's, it's a really fascinating... Um, in Korean, and I didn't go into this in this particular book, um, and nor in what we spoke about. But the other thing I want you to know is that the chakras also all relate to one of our endocrine glands. Yeah. So they are very much, if, if we think of everything in the universe is energy, right? Science has proven that that's not woo woo. Right. Everything is energy. We have physical energy and we have subtle energy, mm-hmm. right? The chakras are of subtle energy but the subtle energy is impacting and affecting the physical, the physical energy. Mm-hmm. So that's one way we also can see this relationship with our physical health. And the chakras is based off the association with the glands. Um, it's like you heard are, what I was thinking. Cause I was like, oh. Ooh, my next question is going to be, let's talk about how chakras can affect the health. Like I was going to ask mm-hmm. if we have a deficient chakra or one that's out of, you know, out of balance or out of blockage, mm-hmm. can that affect particular areas in our body? Absolutely. So each chakra governs a certain area of the body. And a lot of the times it also was within that placement. So Mm -hmm. if we go to the throat chakra, your favorite, we're talking about the tissues of the neck, the throat, the jaw, the ears, even through the sinuses Mm -hmm. issue, anything dealing with, if you get chronic sore throats, if you get chronic strep throat, if you get ear infections on a regular basis, if you lose your voice on a regular basis, do you grind your teeth? You know, oh my God. do you clench your jaw? <laughs> Sorry, this is, this is so funny. I'm just now making the connection because um, growing up, I used to grind my teeth really bad. Um, and then I would have chronic sinusitis chronic, just like I would get it all the time. And so I would have to be on antibiotics or whatever, um, sinus infections or whatever. It wasn't until about two, three years ago, I have not gotten a sign, like a proper sinus infection since. Wow. Since I started my podcast. Oh my gosh. Oh my. <laughs> That's hilarious. That energy needed to move. It needed to be expressed. It needed to, it needed to flow. And, you know, I would say, a lot of the world has blockages in yeah. the fifth chakra. Even just, again, if we look at the anatomy of our body that we mm-hmm. move from this wide gateway of the chest and the shoulders, right? Up into, into the this. head. Like this is a small, it's bottleneck. a small bridge to, it's a bottleneck, exactly. Um, and so the energy can very much get congested and it's like the mind dropping down here, the heart trying to come up here. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, um, it, 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 uh, it's very easy for it to, to get blocked and, and, and collapsed. 
Um, so those are some of the physical, and then the, the gland associated with the thyroid and the parathyroid gland. Mm-hmm. And the endocrine system, which I also love this, is is the most subtle of all the systems in the body, right? right. The hormonal system, it's the most subtle. So that's, but there, it also, it governs the overall hum, mm-hmm. you know, the overall hum of our entire of our entire system as well. Right. I noticed that for a lot of uh, those who identify as women um, mm-hmm. who have troubles with their feminine energetic mm-hmm. often have PCOS, uh, endometriosis, Mm-hmm. Um, issues with their periods, fibroids, and so on, um, as a means of deflecting this part of themselves that they they have disowned. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, especially in society, I was just saying, oh gosh, this is funny. Um, so this is super personal, but mm-hmm. um, I, upon just having a baby, I finally got my period again. Mm-hmm. And everybody says, these are the worst kind that you can have because you've been pregnant for a few months or whatever. And I found myself in this energetic space of just self-hate and because it was so we'll just say bad I'm not going to get into Mm -hmm. details it was so bad and And I was like it's so unfair that I have to do this that I have to be the woman and I have to take these measures and buy these things and do this and I can't move or I can't run or you know and and I just I felt such a, a a deep hate for, for mm-hmm. my, my person, for my body during this time, thinking like this, I shouldn't have to go through this. And at the same time, in the same breath, picking my daughter up for her nap and being like, I made you, <laughs> you know, and having mm-hmm. that super imbalance between the two, um, feeling such an extreme visceral reaction about my, my particular body, my endocrine system, the subtle energy of not mm-hmm. accepting, not loving myself. And I'm, I'm a piece of work. So I'm still working on myself too, but seeing mm-hmm. a lot of my dysfunction come out of a lifetime of hating this part of myself. Mm-hmm. And especially with a society that's like, you're gross or you're unclean. You can't worship at temple or you can't, you know, whatever, right. because you're this you're you woman. Smell, you're that, yeah. Right. And so having all this shame and guilt and stuff, like there's no free flow of energy there. Mm-mm, like, mm-mm. so can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I, I, so the one piece I can't speak on is I have not, I have not given birth in the traditional, mm-hmm. in the traditional form, but um, one of the things that I think relate that this relates to what it's bringing up for me is, you know, we have these different passages that we go through when, or um, initiations, we could say mm-hmm. that we, we go through and, and whether you're, uh, anyone who identifies it as a woman, I encourage you to take measures to create ritual around this. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't, I think in our society, um, none of these cycles have been, um, or, or it's not regular for these, for these, for these moments in time to be marked in some powerful way. So for most women, most, <laughs> um, you know, that first initiation is getting our moon cycle. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know about you, but no one ever explained to me that now that you've, you know, like the the beauty of actually what this is, right. Right. The beauty of now, this is the blood represents your Shakti energy, right. Mm -hmm. This power that only women hold, right. That allows you to create life. Like what you're just talking about, the fact that this body can do that and can grow a human, like is just mind boggling, Mm -hmm. even though it happens a million times a day. Right. But it, it, the intelligence of this female form mm-hmm. and what that honoring of you becoming 
womanly enough, right? So I think of it as like an anointment of a superpower. Mm. It's like, oh, now you, poof, you, you, you now have this, this power just already lived in you, but it was dormant. Now it is mm-hmm. awoken. For me, I, when I got my period, I didn't tell anyone. Same. I was ashamed. Yeah. I like was using toilet paper. It yes. wasn't until, like my mom thought, yeah, my mom found like blood and some panties that I threw away. Yes. That's what she was like, did you get your period? And I was like, no, that's the same story. That's crazy. But isn't that not, so if that, so what are the chances that we've both had the same story? That means most of, um, we'll just say the U S for now. Okay. Most of this country of the United States has that too. Hmm. So there's been like, if you don't honor that transition, if you don't honor that, and from the moment from for me, I was 15 or almost 15, and now I'm 44, right? So this has been a long time. If from moment one, I'm ashamed, I think it's gross, it painful, it hurts. That's the story I am strengthening every single yeah. month. Oh my God, it's that time of the month. Oh, da, 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 da. yeah. And I think it's super damaging to our our feminine spirit. I think Mm. it's super damaging to our our feminine power because it is, it is our power to create life. Mm. So I think that first step is finding a way, even if you've had your cycle for 30 years or 20 years or 10 to, to change your relationship with your cycle and see it as a superpower. So now like my language and and again, I'm getting older. So my cycle is probably not going to be here for that much longer. Right. So I'm now when I get my period, I'm like, like oh, I actually kind of revere and celebrate it. And I, I watch myself, even if I'm having cramps or I'm uncomfortable, like I, I'm, I remind myself, this is the power of being in this female form. Mm-hmm. And this is the, I haven't chosen to birth life in the way you have, but it's still a representation of, yeah. of everything else. And I now use um, so it'll be personal too, but I now use um, like diva cups to yeah. collect the blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, you can actually have a, like a really, I don't know how, if this is too out there for you guys, but I have a relationship with your own blood and like, mm-hmm. I see it, like I, the color of it is so alive and so vibrant. And, and when I hear other people now being like, oh my God, I'm my period. I can't wait till this is over. Like it actually hurts my heart because this is something that I think can change the whole female race. This you know, okay. So we didn't plan on talking about this today, No. but this is always, I always, we, we do like a prayer before we start, um, our podcast about what is the collective need to hear. And it's so on time because I can't figure out how to reframe my perspective of this hate that I've learned for mm-hmm. so long. And also that, that, um, so I use the cup too, but, yeah. um, I'm so annoyed with it because I don't, I don't like to see blood. Got it. Yeah, I have a, yeah. I have this, this like psychological relationship mm-hmm. with it. Um, and I always refer, <laughs> this is also again, like guys, we're getting super vulnerable today. Okay. This is, this is the show, um, to it as a massacre. That's how it feels. Mm-hmm. There's it's, it's wow. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and since I have fibroids and everything like that, it's, mm-hmm. it's, part, it's much quote unquote yeah. worse. Um, than, yes. <laughs> um, and so for me, it is like, I mean, in my partner experience, my, Oh God, I love him. He, I was, I was, I, I needed it to be witnessed. I needed, I needed to be witnessed. Mm-hmm. And I was just like this, I just need to vent because I'm so frustrated with this part, this part, this part, and this part. And you know, the way he listens and he's like, okay, like I, I you know, and I was like, I know you probably don't want to know this, but he's like, I want to know. 
And, you know, I've never, I mean, this is always things that we shame. We don't want to talk about. We say it's disgusting and it's gross. Even us just now, as we're starting to talk, it's going like, this might be too out there. We're getting vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Why, why can't we talk about this? Like you can see someone kill some serial killer or whatever show, you know, Netflix, and we'll binge watch people being killed. (laughs) <laughs> but right. This and anytime it's an accident, we slow down to see the mangled. Exactly. Yeah. But this, this is disgusting. Right. You know, anyway, right. sorry. All that to say, I believe, and I hope for myself and for our communities and our society for the, the, the feminine entity to be able to heal this part of themselves, because I know, and I, I, I experienced through my clientele, and experience from the people that I talk to, which my audience is primarily those who identify as female as well. So like, this is for y'all. I know there's some men out here, out there. Hi guys. Um, you're learning it's today. It's good for you to know. Exactly. Good for you to know as well. Like it'll make support you your, um, for anybody. the women in your life. Um, but either way, it, it is a, a healing that needs to take place for us to be able to reclaim this part of our energy, even mm-hmm. our superpower, okay. our ability, like uh, those of us who are struggling with uh, infertility or other areas mm-hmm. where our, our energy centers have been stuffed and shamed and pushed and, you know, whatever we are that flat tire in this area of our mm-hmm. life. And, and what's the most interesting to me is that this is the same chakra that's most associated with manifestation mm-hmm. creation, you know, as we're mm-hmm, trying to create mm-hmm. things in our life or yeah. whatever, and here we are, boom, 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 you know, stuffing right. it down. So what are some practical ways that um, people can apply um, the rituals that you've discovered into help healing their relationship with some of these chakras. Maybe you can, you have a tip for each one. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, Besides the whole book, mind you, like she's giving you the book to get the rest of it. Exactly. (laughs) Um, well, I mean, if we just to go in, in order, it's just easier to keep track, but, um, my, and some of them are just going to sound so simple and you might even be like, Oh, well, that's cheesy. Right. But I, I want you to Sometimes the simple is the most profound. Yeah. And, you know, I also want to give you tips that are things that you actually might do and that they're not going to take you three hours, Mm -hmm. right? Like we're all busy. We all have lots of stuff to do in our life. And what are some ways that, you know, in in moments that we already have that we can start to do this? So um, let's just start with the first chakra and and that reference of like learning to really love the skin you're in and, and feeling you know, building this relationship that it feels safe, it feels secure, it feels loved to be in this body. So um, this is practice comes from Ayurveda and in um, the sister science of yoga, and it's called Abhyanga, but it can be done. Um, traditionally, it's done with a little bit of oil, you could take a little coconut oil or a little sesame oil or whatever kind of oil you like, mm-hmm. you can heat it up or just warm it in your hands. And you actually just start to massage everything like circle through the joints and literally just through touch, you bring yourself home to your body, Hmm. right? There, there, there's a fracture that happens in the first chakra that we disconnect from our body for a myriad of reasons. And we go up into the head, we go up into the mental, we go up into the fantasy, we go up into the endless mind, right? We want to get the energy back down into the life so we can be in touch and in contact with the wisdom that lives within. So, you know, just through physical touch, like you're massaging yourself. And then I create what I call a body blessing. And this was really integral. And still, I still do it for me healing um, through the process of recovering from my eating disorder, because again, of how I could not see my body as something beautiful or a vessel of, of love or a temple of any capacity. So I literally say a prayer and I say, bless my hands, 
right? As I'm massaging them, that everything I touch, that I am, you know, sharing love, whatever it might be. And then I move up, you know, bless my forearms, bless my shoulders, bless my breasts. And I come up with something and it's different. I don't have a set script. It's like right. whatever I'm feeling in that moment. Um, but, you know, bless my belly, bless my womb that has like, and yes, I know there's so much healing that needs to happen here, but it gave me the biggest gift of life. And what is your daughter's name? Feta. It gave me Feta, right? And, you know, bless my hips and my booty that I can, you know, shake wild and free, bless my legs that, that give me the, the strength to climb up any mountain I want to climb. And so through this process of just touching coming into, cause as you touch, you start to feel like, mm -hmm. oh, and then you might be like, oh, I have some, there's some tension here. What, what is this? Right. So that awareness starts to turn on and then through the touch and then through these words, you're saying you're infusing love in, into your body and you're starting to heal this connection and see yourself through different eyes. Mm -hmm. And even if at first it feels cheesy and if it feels like fake, that's okay. You got to start somewhere. Right. So that's something super simple. You can do it as you're getting out of the shower, you know, you get out of the shower. A lot of us do put on lotion or oil, you know, before we get right. dressed, like add one more minute to your morning practice and do that. You don't have the minute, forget the oil while you're in the shower and you're washing yourself, give yourself the body prayer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so super easy way. Mm -hmm. um, second chakra. I'm just going to say for, for now, there's, there's so many, so many things we can do, but just even bringing your hands onto your, onto your low belly in this mm -hmm. way and taking some deep belly breaths, but not expanding the chest and the rib cage. Imagine the breath descending down into this area of your womb, filling mm -hmm. this whole area. And then as you exhale, just imagine the breath circulating out as almost like you're blowing the air like on, um, on embers of a fire. And there's like mm -hmm. a warm glow that's starting to happen. So you're inhaling, the energy down into this area. And as you exhale, you imagine this warm glow of this vibrant orange color being activated. And as we breathe in that way, we, we bring sensitivity back to this area mm. of the body, mm -hmm. right? We're bringing our energy back into this area of the body. And through that imagination with that warmth, right? We're melting some of that, that numbness. We're melting the armor of protection that we've put on to, to support us, right? So there's no... There's no judgment here, right? This is all just awareness because our bodies are so intelligent that everything that you do in your life now was, was your body trying to deal with whatever circumstances you were living through. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's when we, you know, if you're, you were disconnected from this area of the body, it was probably for good reason, right? But the programming that you're operating on now, right, that's automatic maybe kept you safe 20 years ago, but now it's actually keeping you from what you really want. Mm. If that makes yeah, sense. That makes a hundred percent sense. Before we go into the rest of them, we're actually going to yeah. save the rest of them for our Patreon. So if you guys want to hear the rest of her tips, as far as moving into how, how to bring awareness and, and healing to these particular chakras, go join us at patreon.com slash the lovely Aaliyah. Um, if you want, you can become a $10 member and then you can be, become of our, our monthly workshops, free workshops that we have. But before we get into that, can you please tell people where they can buy your book and where they can find you? Yes, yes, yes. So you can buy my book everywhere, um, <laughs> everywhere from it. I please support your local bookstores. There's an amazing site called Indie Books. And if you put in your zip code, it will show you all the local bookstops in your area that carry the book. 
Um, if that doesn't work for you, it's, of course, it's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Google Books and every other place um, like that. My website is christychristensen.com. And I also have a book website, chakrarituals.com, but you can also just get to it from my Christy Christensen <laughs> website. And okay. yes, I would love to share all of this and so much more with you. You guys, please go buy her shit. Uh, it's a beautiful book. It really is. Like, I mean, as soon as I got a chance, I mean, the colors and everything, like, I'm like, I'm actually going to do this. <laughs> you know, like, you know how sometimes you get books and you're like, Okay, I'll look at it at some point. Um, this I'm like excited about trying, especially like the guy that you have about um the body prayers and then the like instructions of you going through it and your cute little yoga outfits. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm excited to try these because they look simple enough. Um, that was yes. wonderful. You have such beautiful energy. We're gonna continue talking over at Patreon. Thank um, you. But guys, definitely go find her and buy her stuff. If you like this episode, please share it with someone you love, and we will see you in the next one. hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Leah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening.